0: Good evening. Good evening, guys. Welcome to another Tuesday night's Thoughts and Talk with Coach Wendy Hazel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Um, Yeah, I think that's good. I'm live. Yeah. So welcome again to another Tuesday night's Thoughts and Talk with Coach Wendy Hazel. I am Coach Wendy Hazel. I am a certified Master Life coach. And I coach women in women of faith who are, you know, find themselves in narcissistic relationships, in relationship with a narcissistic personality. I coach such women to help them to overcome the lingering effects of emotional abuse, um, which covers all types of abuse, in my opinion, and to overcome the effects of emotional abuse so that they can move on to be themselves, and just have the life and hobby, the career that they want to have, that they des- deserve to have, that God has designed for them. When you're in difficult relationships, it's challenging to be yourself and to really shine. It's very challenging. So I hope coach women to help them get over that, find the inner peace, and to just live the life that you deserve to have. Have the confidence and the courage to make the decisions that you need to make you know, for yourself and if you have children for your children, okay? So welcome to another night. Welcome to another night. I'm gonna encourage you when you hop on in to just say hi, good night, put something in the chat. So I know you're here and I get to celebrate you. I get to appreciate you. You know, so say some, say hi, say good night. Say, if you feel safe, um, say where you are um, watching from or just say something, right? But if you don't feel safe, it's okay. Because um, dealing with women going through emotional abuse in abusive relationships, one of the, the primary thing is your safety, keeping you safe. So if you know you're in such a situation And you just sense, I don't feel safe to say I'm here or to be known that you're watching or listening. That's okay. And that is what I would prefer. Okay. I would prefer if you don't say anything than to know that you went and you put something out there and then your life or your mental health is in danger because you then have to deal with the after effects. If you're in such a relationship, you know what I'm talking about, okay? So this is a public, this is my public page. um, And so anything you put there will be seen by everybody anywhere on the internet. So just be careful about what you put out there, okay? So hi, good night, Sharon, welcome, welcome. Come on, hop on in. And so if you're watching this on the replay, I know um, persons have you know, sent me messages. I can't be there live because of work or different reasons. Um, uh, I will be watching it on the replay. If you're watching on the replay, I want to encourage you to put hashtag replay in the comments. So um, I know you are here. If you feel safe, okay, don't forget that part. If you feel safe, you want to put hashtag replay, And the replay, I I posted different places. Um, You'll find it on my YouTube channel, Coach Wendy Hazel. You will find it on Spotify or anchor.fm, where you watch, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, You can check and search for it. I am the founder of Lifting Limiting Lids. And so over on the podcast, it would be under Lifting Limiting Lids. The channel is Lifting Limiting Lids. Okay, so you can search for either Coach Wendy Hazel or you search for lifting limiting lids and you will find it. Okay, I also have um, an Instagram page. Um, Sometimes I post little things there, not as much as here on Facebook, on my YouTube channel, and in the podcast, right? Podcasts, I understand, are becoming more popular. As well as when you think about it, you may want to just listen to stuff, right? You're traveling, going to work, you're driving, whatever. You want to listen, you can pick it up on the podcast. And for now, the podcast, let me just say the podcast for now, the podcast is just what you hear here. I put it over there. Okay. So um, just so that everybody can just have a chance to um, get to it. Okay. So I'm talking my platform, you listen to me, I'm always talking about narcissism, and I'm talking about emotional wellness, because when you are in emotionally abusive situations, narcissistic, dealing with narcissistic personalities, it affects you. It affects you emotionally, it affects your health, but it really affects your mental health in a big way. And so I. that's my platform. As a disclaimer, I am not a licensed, certified a mental health practitioner if by any means, or a psychologist or anything like that. I am a certified life coach, transformation life coach. And the life coaching that I was trained in, we go deep into, you know, is neuro-transformation life coaching. So we go deep into sometimes some, some amount of traumatic stuff to get people unhooked and unhinged from the past. So you're freed up to move on into your future, right? Um, but I want to put in that disclaimer. So the things I share are from my personal experience. I am an abuse overcomer. I've been in abusive relationships, um, and so well, uh, just two. One when I was very very young, and then one later. So it's not like I had a, a reputation, uh, a repeated thing like that. But. Um, The the last one was emotionally abusive, verbally, emotionally, and, you know, and that kind of thing. And being in there as a believer, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, I am a Christian minister. Um, I will share the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, right? Um, I come from that base. I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit being with me and, you know, leading and guiding I consult with the Holy Spirit what to do, what to say sometimes. Sometimes, right? Sometimes, because sometimes we just shoot it off and then later we go back, right? But I'm a believer and I believe in the Holy Spirit. And so um talking with women of faith, the Holy Spirit comes in, right? And with anybody, um I wanna say it's not, it's it's it's, it's almost impossible to really overcome some of these things in our lives without God. It, it's we you, you can't do it without him, okay? Because we're what we're body, soul, and spirit. In our body, in our physical, we can do you know so much. Um, and then if you're in church or you know kind of very spiritual that way, you may go and you just be you know dealing with the spirit. You look at your body. Okay, I'll exercise. I will sleep. I will eat right. I will do different things. And then we go to the spirit and we pray and we fast and all of that. And all that is really, really good. But a lot of times, if we, to be honest, we ignore the soul. We feel the feelings and we kind of know what we're thinking, but we don't pay a lot of attention to my thoughts and my thinking and to question, you know, why am I thinking this way? Where is this thinking coming from? And so our soul is our, you know, those thoughts, those emotions, and the will, what I decide to do, what I want to do. And um, the soul does not get as much attention as it should, right? And when you are, when you've experienced emotional abuse, when you've experienced narcissistic abuse, your soul is wounded. Your soul is wounded. And when the soul is wounded, the spirit is wounded. And so you'll find your, um, if you're honest, again, your prayer life, your, your, your reading of your Bible and all that goes down the tubes. It goes down weak. You, you don't do like, like you used to. Okay. It gets weakened because the spirit is wounded. And so that's when healing, you know, you need that healing. And so I would say if there's deep emotional hurt, deep abuse from way back, you want a therapist. You want a therapist. If the abuse is from way back and it's had some roots down there and you're struggling to get over it, struggling to overcome it, probably have numbed it out and don't even want to talk about it or pretending it's not there, then you may need a therapist. Okay. You may need a therapist, but as a coach, I coach people through that. Coach people through forgiving. Coach persons through letting go. Coach persons through shifting your mindset the biggest thing is to shift your mindset because we cannot change people. We cannot change people. We cannot, as much as we think we could, we think we can fix people. We think we can pray and they're going to be okay. And things like that. We have to give people over to God. We have to give people over to God. That's God's work. That's the Holy spirit work to change people and even to change us. Right. But we can get in there, and chances are, if um, a narcissist targeted you or you find yourself in that situation, it's because you probably showed yourself to be maybe a fixer or a pleaser or somebody without boundaries. You didn't, you know, we didn't know how to make a strong no and stand your ground. And so you would have been good bait, right? We're good bait. And so it's good to know. So that's one of the purposes of this here where I come on, is that I can bring awareness and and enlightenment. You know, I have my program, my coaching program, this um, runs for six weeks, and I'm going to be running for 12 weeks, which is, and it's called Enlightened to Emerge. When you're enlightened and you are set free with the knowledge you know you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free when you set free with the knowledge by shifting your mindset by renewing your mind that's when the journey can now begin for the future that you desire and you deserve okay that you desire and you deserve let me see okay hi good night everyone hi melissa diana adele joyanne hi 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 welcome hop on in and so those are some preliminary stuff um Tonight's topic, it's around a question that women ask me all the time. Women are puzzled by it. I experienced it. Um, You might have experienced it. You might be on both sides of it, right? And it's talking about flying monkeys. Flying monkeys. If you were in any way experiencing um, or having to deal with a narcissistic person, whether it's in marriage, in relationship, in family, in, um, you know, it could be parents, it could be siblings, family members, it could be on the job, it could be a boss, a supervisor. You will come into contact with flying monkeys. You will come into contact with flying monkeys. So it's good to know about flying monkeys was this flying monkeys. And so the term came from the story of the Wizard of Oz. Um, I don't know the story really, really well, but if any of you watched the movie and really know it well, this, and you know, and so the, there was this Wicked Witch of the West and she had these winged monkeys around her. Uh, these were monkeys and they had wings and they surrounded her and their purpose was to do whatever she commanded, do her dirty work. Go out there and do her dirty work. And that's where the term came from, flying monkeys. People who would be recruited without even realizing it. Recruited to do the narcissist's dirty work. Okay? To do their dirty work. Let me just pause and... So if you ever had the experience where um, you're dealing with a narcissistic person, you're dealing with a difficult person and you are trying to tell your story to somebody who is a trusted person to you and you know you're telling the truth, but that person has already heard lies about you probably and the person just doesn't believe you, They don't believe you. They believe what they first heard. They believe what they first heard. And they will stand by that narcissist and stand by it, by that person. And they don't want to go against the person for different reasons. I'm going to share some of these tonight for different reasons. And and so the question that I get, people saying, but You know, I can't believe that this person believed, think I'm telling the lie. I can't believe this person's listening to this narcissist's lies. I can't believe that they're believing the lies, you know? I remember years ago, I had a friend. She was married to um, a pastor. And this many, many years ago. And um, I stopped by their home one day. And, you know, you stop by, he was there, she's there. I remember what I stopped for but there, and you know kind of getting a conversation and just chatting I kind of remember I was trying to remember so many years ago this has to be like 30 30 years ago or something a long time ago and talking with him and he was telling me things and saying things and sounded a little bit prophetic and Saying all the kind of things. Okay. And I, I left. I listened. I left. I was engaged in it and I left. And sometime after, not too long after, I'm talking with her, not in the home anymore, right? I met her in, in town. I'm talking with her and, and you know, we're talking about what was happening. And she said to me, I can't believe you. I, I no, she said to me, I was sitting there listening and I'm saying, can she tell he's lying? Can she tell he's lying to her? And she said, "I can't believe that you were you couldn't pick up he was lying, you know? I didn't. I didn't know anything about narcissism and anything like that. And because this guy is supposed to be a pastor, both of them are Christians, like, when you're dealing with that, that was back then, not now, right? <laughs> dealing with you never stopped to think that this person would be lying to you after all this is a christian and this is a pastor you know but he was lying now i get it now i understand it right now i understand it so dealing with narcissists and dealing with their flying monkeys and so flying monkeys are these people who the narcissist will Groom this person. A narcissistic person will start grooming people. So, if they're in a relationship with you, or if it's on the job, you're, you know, staff or whatever, and in some way they feel maybe, maybe challenged by you or threatened by you. Some of you don't even have a good reason, right? But they will start talking with other people very nicely, presenting themselves and presenting that false persona. To these people very nicely and so these people are believing and falling for the false, false persona and then bit by bit they'll start to drop negative comments about you just just drips just drips just dripping off and just in a way you know i remember somebody at one time um, going to visit this is early in that relationship really going to visit somebody when we leaving, the person said, oh, pray for me. I'm trying with this, you know. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? You know, but I brushed it off, right? But drip by drip. So people will first be believing in this false persona. This person is so good, is so kind, is so nice. And that's, that's true. They'll be good and kind and nice and putting on that performance to people outside, right? So when they start to say things about you, they come across to those people as they are the victim and they're the one suffering and they're the one having a hard time. And so then these persons that are listening they don't even realize that they're being mentally manipulated and recruited as a flying monkey. And because a flying monkey will, when the it's time now when the narcissist believes that their mass is going to be exposed or something is going to be exposed. They know they've already groomed that person to believe in them, to believe in them, to support them, to to stand by them. That's a flying monkey. And anybody could be recruited as a flying monkey. Anybody don't think you're immune because you don't get it. You don't get it. When you, Learn now, and when you get the knowledge and you know the red flags and you know the signals, you can pick up because when um, for example, a man is telling somebody a lot of negative things about his spouse or his wife, or if it's a partner, if every time they're talking about this person, it's negative at the beginning. You hear this person so good, but then suddenly you start getting so much negative, even if. Even if the things that they're saying is true, the regular person will not be saying those kinds of things about their partner, or if it's a child, or if it's the, you know, if it's a parent. It depends on the relationship. The regular person will not be complaining so much. So you want to listen for are right, they complaining and putting this other person down a lot, like a lot of fault. Anything happened, this person is the one at fault. Listen to see if that person is telling you that. If that's what's happening, that person is checking you out and screening you and grooming you. And you don't even know. And you don't even know. And then the other thing you can look out for is that you don't have a chance to speak to this other person. Because one of the things a narcissist does is isolate the person so that you don't have that chance. So suddenly you may know the other person if it's say, like in the in the office or whatever or is the your your partner's workmates so, or so you're saying hi and rabbit is a distance. people are not really coming into you and engaging with you because if they do, they're in trouble. So when you're dealing with an sexist person, you are got to be on their side or you're not on their side. So as soon as you try to be a balanced person, I know I'm like that I can talk to everybody, but I know what to say, what not to say, you know that kind of thing. If you're talking to the other person too much, that's a, a threat. That's a threat. So flying monkeys are groomed without even knowing. And you might have been groomed, I might have been groomed. You know, like um, somebody was saying to me, somebody who I coach she was saying to me, um, you know, people are believing is lies and they're, how they're believing is lies. I think all the family members believe the lies and stuff and i said to her i said we believe the lies too remember before we got woke <laughs> before we learn and understood we believe lies too those lies were told to us lies were told to us too so you don't go faulting i don't fault the flying monkey I don't because I know that person got into a trap without even realizing it. I know that person's believing lies instead of the truth and perhaps don't even know it. I know that person don't even know what to believe. Sometimes when they get a chance to hear the other side, if they do get to hear it, they don't even know what to believe, but they'll go by what they first believed. And so I don't fault any flying monkey because you know why? Their they will come. <laughs> <laughs> the day will come, yeah, yeah, they will come right. And so, fly monkeys will make an extra effort to support the narcissist because they believe in them, because they were mentally manipulated and groomed to believe, right? They will just take their side, right? They will take their side, they're maybe they seen as doing some dirty work, and what I call dirty work is, um. They will come with the, you know, the flying monkey, the, the narcissist will kind of drop things to them and kind of get them to come to you and call you up and talk with you. But they're coming in with you in mind as you being the, the problem, you being the one who's causing the problem. Talk to her. You know, I've known cases of they're saying, oh, oh this woman is not submitting. So they come to talk to the one so she will submit, but they're coming based on lies. And it is—I don't know if you experience this—but it's very annoying, at least for me, where people approach me with something they heard and believed, and don't even ask me my 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 side first. They come and start the conversation, and you know that the, <laughs> they're believing the lie they, until they come into you confronting you like you you're you're the problem that annoys me that annoys me because i feel you don't respect me i feel you don't respect me that you haven't even listened to me listen to me and then you know what what can you do you only know that you're speaking the truth and it's left up to that person to to believe what they want to believe right okay so, why do narcissists recruit flying monkeys? Why, why do they have to do that? If you're dealing with somebody like that, you'll know they're always what's called triangulation. They're always talking to somebody else about what's going on. They're always talking to somebody else on the phone or something about what's going on. But if you try to tell anybody what's going on, all hell breaks loose. But they always have somebody on the phone that they're talking to. And you can, you can a lot of times, I've experienced, you hear them talking about you openly and a lot of what they're telling the other person is not true, but there's nothing you can do, right? There's nothing you can do. You try to jump in, it just makes it worse. You try to call up that person makes it worse. The triangulation is just toxic, right? And so you don't wanna be engaged in any triangulation, okay? So they will, it's a defense mechanism they that for them so that anytime they think that their true identity will be revealed, anytime they think that that mask will be cracked, they have that support. And then they will send out the flying monkeys to go after whoever, right? Or when they're ready to do the smear campaign, that's something that narcissists do when they realize that you have cracked the code and they, you know what they're up to, they will start to smear you. Right. And that's just meant to destroy you, silence you, put you down, shut you down. Right. That's how um, very vindictive and very spiteful. And so that would happen. Um, that's why they, they just have those flying monkeys to do their dirty work and to protect the mask and to go after anybody who will dare to um, to do that. And so who are the people? If you think uh, some people who the reasons why people will. Um, fall for it reasons why people fall for it one is that some people just like the drama straight up some people like the gossip some people like the talk some people like the drama some people will listen and say oh she's this and she's that and they buy into what they have been told right about you some people just thrive on drama okay um some people are fixers and 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 they believe that they they, they want to help their helpers, and so or they they so believe in the narcissistic person. They want to rescue this person because they're so sorry for them. What they're going through, this is such a nice person. Okay, what they're going through. Okay, <laughs> anybody experienced that? You don't need to answer. Just don't 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 say anything, but just identify. Some people have been have experienced the emotional abuse of the narcissist. And so you might find, like, if a, a parent is narcissistic, a, a mother or so is narcissistic, they've experienced it and a sibling has experienced it, or family members, they've experienced it. And so they are so, they've normalized it in a way, and they can't see why you can't just go with it. So they will engage and enable that narcissist without even realizing it by believing and listening to them. And if you, another thing that you will find is that narcissistic persons can talk forever. They'll have you for hours, hours talking. They will talk for hours because they're on a mission. They're engaging your mind and, and working and trying to make sure you believe them and that you help them and that you're gonna support them. And that is the recruiting and engaging of a flying monkey for them right that's what they believe is happening as well it's 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 a it's a it's a a, i don't want to say intentional could be intentional but that's a game that's like that's a game right and you just need to know it so if the narcissist has a strong influence over that person that person will go along with being a a a, um, a flying monkey and don't even realize it right some people just want to protect their self and Don't want to rock the boat. And so they just go along. They just listen along. They encourage it. They say things and, you know, whatever, because they want to preserve this. Okay. All right. So when one of the things you will deal with is the flying monkeys coming to you and what they will do. What does that sound like? What does that feel like? Right. First of all, the flying monkeys will engage in gaslighting. What's gaslighting? making you deny your truth and your reality, making you think you're crazy. You know, uh, like you may share something. He said, what? I can't believe he did that. You sure you heard him right? You, you sure you saw right? Maybe he didn't mean that. You know how it is. You know how it is in marriage. You know how people get angry and say things. And you're, you're listening. You know, here's this person just shooting down all of your truth. And your reality. And then you realize she doesn't believe me. He doesn't believe me. I can't keep telling them anything. You know, you just shut down. If you ever experience that, you shut down. Then somebody's doubting that. When you thinking you're gonna be, you know, you they're listening and you're gonna get some understanding or something. Okay. They'll say things like that. If you're church setting, you say, oh boy, you know what? You just just pray. Come, come, let us pray. Let's pray right now shut you down and prayer. And then you're listening to the prayer and how the prayer is coming. You realize this person's believing the lies and not believing the truth. The worst of it is when the person says, "Um, somebody says, if it was that bad, as you are saying, you, why are you still there? If it's that bad, why you haven't left? If he's that bad, you know, you should leave. Why are you still there? That's the worst thing that somebody can hear. That is so painful, so hurtful, okay? And so when a flying monkey comes to you, initially you may think this person is coming for good or to do, you know, support or so, but listen for the, the language and listen for their wording, okay? And, you know, if you, as I talk about this, if you have discovered and thought about it and known that you have been used as a flying monkey, or you're right now being used by somebody as a flying monkey and you listen to them complaining and smearing somebody else, and, you know, you kind of supporting them and you're so sorry for them and things like that, step back, step back and consider. Learn to listen for the language. Is that who you want to be? Um, you know, see if that's where you want to be, right? That as much as you want to be fixing stuff and all of that. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Any? Okay. No comments. Hi guys. Hi Cindy. Hi, hi. Hi. Happy to have you there. Okay. So, like I said, you better have a strategy for dealing with flying monkeys because you will encounter them because narcissistic persons are everywhere and they're more open now you find you be confront engaging or in coming into contact with more and more recently they're just coming out in the open god this is a season where god is exposing them to but you need to learn the language you need to learn the strategies you need to learn you know things like these okay things like these and and don't in terms of strategies hard especially if you're in a close relationship with a person you would want the person to hear the truth, see the truth, know the truth, understand the truth, change their ways, correct their ways, stop what they're doing. You want them to apologize and things like that. And you may try to do that. But I want to share with you from Proverbs, 7, Proverbs, chapter, Proverbs 9 and from verse 7 to 9. I could read the whole chapter, but I'm just going to pick out this. And in the message version, hear what it says. If you reason with an arrogant cynic, which is kind of what those kinds of persons are like, you'll get slapped in the face, confront their bad behavior, and you get kicked in the shin. So don't waste your time on a scoffer. Now, the Bible does not use the word narcissist, right? But the meaning of that scoff- the word scoffer aligns with that what the world calls narcissistic, okay? Lines with that kind of person. So don't waste your time on a scoffer. All you'll get for your pains is abuse. But if you correct those who care about life, that's different. they love you for it. Save your breath for the wise. They'll be wiser for it. Tell good people what you know. They'll profit from it. And that's a message version. The New Living Translation says it this way. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise, they will love you. Instruct the wise, they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. You have another, I think maybe the NIV and stuff that talks about you try to rebuke them, you try to correct them, and you're inviting insult, you're inviting abuse, right? So if you feel, you know, you're the kind of person who come, you need to meet and you get somebody else to come and meet and, and confrontation, you don't want to be doing that because they're masters of that. They're going to beat you at that game. Anyhow, triangulation of bringing somebody in and the, 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 together, they are masters of that game. They're going to beat you at it, right? You're not going to win there right? Because they're masters of that. So what then do you do? What then do you do? Firstly, you know your truth. Stand in your truth. Do not let anybody shift you from your truth and your reality. You know the truth. You know what you're hearing is not the truth. You choose to hold on to what you know to be the truth and leave those who choosing to believe a lie or who are being deceived into believing a lie, leave them, one day they will know the truth. One day they will know the truth, right? I remember going through when I saw persons who were believing the lies and I prayed, I prayed. I said, God, reveal the truth to this person. Was a particular person who was the like a chief, a flying monkey, supporting there in the corner all the way, right? And I remember trying to talk to this person and say, listen, I don't know what's going on. And I was shut down, you know, um, because of the language I use. I said, you know, this person is like Jekyll and Hyde. And oh no, you cannot be um, or I think I might have used the narcissistic, word, some word I use, and I was shut down. You can't psychoanalyze people. You should not be psychoanalyze. And I was shut down. And I said, okay. Soon as, And that's the thing I'm going to tell you. Listen to people's reaction when you try to say something, when you try to get help. Stay alert. And at that early sign of that shutdown, you say thank you and you walk away. Because if you keep persisting, you will be even more hurt. You'll be even more hurt in the end. Okay? So... Hold on to your truth, right? And stay in your reality. You want to con- connect, connect with people and have people around you who will not gaslight you. Remember I said gaslighting is who will doubt that you're saying the truth. And I'm trusting that indeed you're a truthful, honest person, that you are saying the truth. You and you know what you experience. You know what you believe. And when you with, remember, what you're experiencing happened behind closed doors. Nobody's there witnessing it right some people are lucky to have that open overt witnessing but most it's happening behind closed doors right so you want people who know you trust you and will not gaslight you but just hold that space and allow you to express yourself express your pain and share or whatever it's not easy when a person is deeply hurt And so um, you may try to do it. And even though the person is not a flying monkey, they don't have the capacity or the stamina or the compassion or the empathy to hold space for you. They hear you talk about it one or two times and they're really like, you know, get over it. I can't hear this anymore. They just can't handle it, okay? So there are people like that too. And we have to accept people for who they are. But try to get people around you who will not gaslight you you know, if you don't have, it, this where like a therapist comes in, a coach comes in, somebody, and hopefully it's not one who is also narcissistic because you can find therapists and coaches who are narcissistic persons of, I've heard about that, right? But you keep your antenna up and you want to make a whole space that as you share about your pain. Okay. Don't try to do it alone. I want to say, don't, please don't say, I'm going to go in my closet. Don't, And go in a secret closet and pray to God that that Jesus is enough. Um, Maybe for some. But it wasn't enough for me. I needed a coach. I needed a therapist. I still have a coach. I still have a therapist in my life. Okay? That, you know, you talk other things to. Um, It's not just that. Because once you get your healing, you come through you know, they're lingering things that may make it a little difficult to make decisions or see things a certain way. And that a coach and a, or a therapist will help you to see and get a different perspective, right? But bringing you through and taking you to where you really want to go, right? Have boundaries about what you will allow in your head space. Decide who you're going to listen to, who you're not going to listen to. There's some people those not, um flying monkeys will be friends because they go after your close friends, close relatives, best friend. Those are the people who get recruited as flying monkeys so that you don't have that support, that strong support close to you, okay? You're isolated. But having boundaries, a strategy to dealing with flying monkeys is to have boundaries as to what you will allow in your headspace. What are you going to listen to? The person comes they start to say some things. You feel the discomfort. Be comfortable to say to that person, you know what? I don't want to discuss this with you right now. I don't feel comfortable discussing this with you. They may come saying, okay, what happened? What really happened? They want to find out. Mm -mm. I don't feel comfortable discussing this with you right now. I'm sorry. And just put a sweet smile on it. Okay? (laughs) Just put a sweet smile on it. You're not comfortable discussing it. Be honest enough to say, I'm not comfortable talking this with you. Rather than... Brushing off with an excuse in a way, and the person don't get it. I know everybody not as straight, but try that. Try that. Just say, don't, just, and it's about being honest about you. You're really not comfortable talking with them. You don't feel safe talking with them. You don't trust them. And so, you know, Let's be truthful with that, and Brad, and don't sit there listening for them dumping a lot of negativity and the lies that they heard and they're believing. The more dumping to you when they've left you are an emotional mess, right? You don't want to do that, okay? Um, acknowledge the narcissistic person and their flying monkeys, and allow them to be. Acknowledge them. This is who this person is. This is a, this person, I, I can see, I can sense this person has been recruited. This person is one of the flying monkeys. You know, you pray for that person too, because they don't even know what has happened to them and what they're doing. Right? That they're signing up to do somebody's dirty work, evil work. Um, but acknowledge them and allow them to be. You got you to take care of. And if you have kids, you got your kids to take care of. You don't have time with them. You don't have the energy. You don't have the energy in the space. They leave you in a worse space that you when you should be in a better place for yourself and your kids, if you have kids, okay? And I want to share with you and leave it to you um, Psalm 94. That's a powerful one. When David was confronting people like this, he was looking around and seeing what they were doing. Read Psalm 94. Go through it. Find different versions and read it. Um in that time, David is begging God to take vengeance, avenge these wicked people for what they were doing to the innocent, to the, to the widows, you know, and to fatherless children, the, the pain they were causing, the damage they were causing to them. David is there pleading with God, begging God, God, can not you see what's happening, you know? So eventually in the time, God is saying, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing all that's going on, you know? You saying uh, David said, "Rise up and give these proud people a fitting compensation. Pay them back for what they deserve." And if you're human, those are some things that go through our thoughts too. God, you know, I either, yeah, either praying, stop it, God. Are you seeing? You seeing what's happened to me? You seeing what this man is doing? You seeing what this woman is doing? You know that kind of thing. And if you want to be honest. Okay, there's a secret just between me and I'm not going to say it's not for everybody. If you want to be honest, something the thoughts come that things happen to this person. That is where it drives you when you're having so much pain. Okay, so David was in that place. At the end, he said, um, The Lord became his tower and his defense after God responded to him. Read that Psalm 3 says, Psalm 94. The Lord became his tower and his defense. He saw the Lord turn back their own wickedness on them, destroy them by their own evil and wipe them out. He said, uh, and okay, I wanted to share. Yeah, um, I wanted to share this is an experience from my own experience where I saw the narcissist turn back on a, 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 a flying monkey in a merciless way. Merciless way, right? So it does happen. God is seeing, God knows, and he um, is everywhere present. But he loves you more than what you're fighting for. He loves you more fighting for. Your soul, give your soul priority. And you want to engage with people who will give your soul priority. That's priority over any relationship, job, whatever, wherever the struggle is for you your soul you what's happening with you is priority because it's damaging so much for you okay it's damaging so much for you so don't go out defending yourself don't be explaining your way yourself don't be putting your energies into making the everybody see the truth you know it's emotionally exhausting right and sometimes the persons that you know believing stuff and questioning you are so close to you like a family member, a best friend, a good friend. And it's painful that you have to back up, you know, from that person and not share anything much more. You know, some people are so good intentions, like in church, you go and you say, you're going to tell your pastor or your spiritual leader, whoever. And with good intended person, okay, and they go gone and they talk to that narcissist. Not a good thing for you not a good thing for you and so there are no answers i can't give you answers say do this do that you know that kind of way but i can pray i would say i encourage like psalm 94 pray let god because your situation would be so unique your situation is different um somebody else may have it's something like grief like when there's a death somebody may have a boss or a mother like that or something like that but they don't have your mother or your boss to deal with so it's difficult to say do this do that you know but um you need to know who you are you're a daughter of the most high god a daughter of the most high god that's your father your heavenly father he loves you first he loves you first before the marriage. He loves you first before the relationship. He loves you first before the job. He loves you first. God is not going to put any of those things before you. God is not going to sit by watching you, your soul, your, your mind, you losing your mind, your, it, your health going down the line because your health will go down the line with this. God is not going to sit back and give priority to a marriage or give priority to a relationship with your mother or a priority to this job while, and, and make your soul, the condition of your soul and the pain you're going through, your mental health, go down the tubes. I don't, I don't believe so. I now he to think so. I don't believe so. He's not going to do that. You and your soul is priority. Number one, to God. So if it's not to you, I would encourage you to shift, make a mental shift and check and say, you know what? No, I deserve better. This is, you know, this is not God's plan for me. Okay. Um, Another thing I wanted to share is um, in church, you know, um, most churches have some kind of um, I'm Wesleyan background. So we have a book called The Discipline and in the discipline it's all the rules and the policies and the guidelines how things are done if there's to be correction how it's done and it has um you know the scriptures that support the position that the church takes with different matters right and i remember when i started researching all of this narcissism and emotional abuse to get all the understanding of what's going on it came to me and i wondered you know um In terms of how leaders are handling situations, and you hear so many sad situations of how the situation was handled. Um, And again, lack of knowledge, lack of training, that kind of thing, right? And I decided to search to see what does a discipline say? Because that book or that document, most churches should have one right? That book is the guidelines for how the church is going to do business, how they're going to, you know, like how they're going to accept members. How, if you want to become a member, there's, there's something written there, a book that says, this is what we, you know, require, this is what we expect of the member and stuff like that. They'll use it to see how to discipline a person if they, you know, doing things that are not right. And so I decided to do a research and search to see what churches have in there about emotional abuse? Abuse in general, and then emotional abuse in particular. And I found some that didn't have any mention of abuse. There quite a few had about physical abuse, right? But I only found one, one church, which is the Wesleyan church, the USA discipline, that has a clear statement about emotional abuse. And financial abuse and the other forms of abuse. That if it's done, it is sin. It is wrong. And if the person that is doing it does not submit and change based on counseling and correction, they will have to leave. They cannot be a member anymore. And so I want to ask you to, you know, do your kind of research, not in a, not in a confrontational way, but for your own sake, find out what does my what's the guideline my spiritual leaders using if i'm experiencing emotional abuse what guidelines is the church how will they support me will they believe me do they subscribe to this or not am i protected right you want to be knowing that kind of thing because especially if you got to go you want to go to the pastor and and you know the leader and have them help with your situation what guidelines is using what scripture is using is he or she saying God hates divorce, so you stay there in their abuse? You need to know, right? Don't take it for granted. Okay, so that is what I wanted to share tonight. Um, flying monkeys. This is what I learned about flying monkeys. And I wanted to bring that awareness to you that if you have been a flying monkey, that you step back and reconsider. You need to do some repentance, need to apologize in some ways for believing lies about a person. Because sometimes later on the truth comes out because that same person will leave this one and go do the same thing to somebody else. The narcissistic person always has to have a target. They're always at a target. They're always attacking somebody. It's always a target. It could be even in the family to be a particular child while they hold another child as a golden child but they always have to have a target. So it's not necessarily about you, but just any target will work for them. So if it's not you, it's somebody else. If it's not you, it's somebody else, right? So it's good for you to know and to have your strategy as to how when these people come and you're gonna talk to people and you realize that that this person is a flying monkey who has been recruited and groomed and will never really be on your side, how you're gonna handle it, okay? So that's it for tonight. That's what I wanted to share. God bless you. God bless you. And I just, okay. Um, uh, there's a comment here. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom and of truth and leads us in wisdom and truth in everything. Yes. We'll lead. He will lead us, but we have got to. Ask him, we've got to spend that time with him. We've got to have the relationship with him where we're also hearing what he's telling us to say and do. Okay. Um, I remember um I was speaking to somebody recently and they talk about discernment, you know, and they were saying, How is it um persons don't discern some of these personalities, you know, um, in the church and stuff? And it came to me, and I'm gonna throw it out there. Do I don't do I have an answer yet. And what came to me is, the question is, is it possible to discern something if you never had any knowledge of that thing? Is it possible to discern something if you never had knowledge of the thing? You never knew this thing existed. Can you discern this thing? I still have that question. It doesn't seem so to me, but I haven't closed it off as the final thing. Can we discern something if we never, never had knowledge of this thing? Meaning, like if I never knew a particular thing existed, I lived somewhere in an island somewhere, I've never been to the city, never seen this thing or whatever, and then something shows up and I discern that this is what this is. In that sense, can you discern? something if you never had knowledge of it i don't know word of knowledge yes you can have word of knowledge you can be told the Holy spirit will tell you some certain things but can you discern something if you don't have the knowledge never had knowledge of it and so i leave tonight with that question because i'm still searching for the answer to that okay i'm still searching for the answer to that so god bless you have a great night and if this here was helpful for for you Or if there's, you know, someone who is being the subject or experiencing flying monkeys and you please um, share, like and share, share this so that some woman's life, if one other person, her life can be changed or saved by hearing this, it's worth it, right? So I encourage you to share, share this life. Um, And again, you will pick it up. Um, the replay will be on my YouTube channel, Coach Wendy Hazel um, on the on the podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, search for Lifting Limiting Lids and you will find it there as well. I'll post it probably in 24 hours or so. And now I have a private Facebook group called Empowering Your Life. I'm going to post the link and I encourage you to join the group there that is not in the public space. It's a private group. And in there, I share some more stuff, okay? Some more stuff. So I encourage you to join that group, okay? All right, so good night.